Welcome to Day Beautiful. I'm Adam Vitkavich, and this is a podcast where readers can discover debut authors. If you like what you hear here, check out daybeautiful.net for more author interviews and book recommendations. You can also follow us on social media at Day Beautiful on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Today's guest was the first employee at Instagram, where he worked for several years before earning his MFA from the University of Arizona. His short stories have appeared in One Story, Passages North, The Sycamore Review. His debut novel, Please Report Your Bug, is out now. He currently lives in San Francisco, California. Please welcome Josh Riedel. Hey, Josh. How you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I am so stoked to talk about your book. Um, but first, I want to get this out of the way. Your bio says you were the first employee at Instagram. And as someone who uses Instagram a lot, what does that mean? Like, what like what does the first employee at Instagram look like? What was that? So, yeah, I was the first employee at Instagram. <laughs> and I joined in October 2010, which is when the app launched. I joined, I think, the week the app launched. Mm-hmm. Um and there were the two founders, Kevin and Mike, and then me. And then a week later, an engineer joined. So for the first like nine months of Instagram, there were four people. Um, I was the sole kind of like non-technical employee. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of, you know, responding to support emails, figuring out what the bugs were. Because it was just, you know, a new app. Um, responding to press, putting together desks and chairs, ordering Costco mm-hmm. stuff, just everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It also just completely took over my life. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. And um, I like that you said you responded to like the bugs in the system because your book is a please report your bug here. Um, I I think I've been calling it like a a literary tech thriller, which it really, it's not a thriller per se, but like, to me, it was like a wild ride. So that's just how I've been pitching it. But I always like to ask authors, what is, what is the book? What is, how do you describe it to people? I like the wild ride description. Um, I'm glad that you got that. Um, I describe it as a speculative workplace and coming of age novel set in 2010, San Francisco about a dating app startup employee called Ethan who's kind of like just out of college in his 20s who one day at work discovers a bug or a glitch in the app that transports him to other worlds mm-hmm. and yeah I think of it as a novel about kind of like losing yourself to work uh, like searching for identity through your job um, and also just about technology and how we use tech to connect with other people and you know how that's successful but also when it fails Mm -hmm. yeah and and as someone so i graduated uh my undergraduate in 2011 so i really i feel like my my 20s were social media that's everything was there and my space was in high school you know and the idea of like, we're so connected by, like, we're also have never been so alone either because we feel we have all these friendships, but, you know, we really don't. Um, as someone who worked in the tech industry, do you, do you use it a lot still? I mean, pr- I mean, now you're using it to promote your book, but like in the meantime, like, were you a heavy social media user? You know, I definitely was out of um, college, especially 
Um, I think this kind of hits on like why I wanted to set the book in 2010. Like this is a, and with a narrator who's kind of right out of college. Mm -hmm. Um, But 2010 is important to me because that's when I consider the internet shifted to mobile. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Like the iPhone came out in 2007, but like I worked in tech in 2007 and didn't even have an iPhone. Like I got one in 2009, I think when I was working at a startup. Um, But even then, like in 2009, early 2010, like these, like Facebook, I think had a mobile app, but it wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, companies like Instagram came around and, develop these like social networking apps for the phone and it really was a big shift for me because I I was a heavy social media user and you know like a Facebook user in college but it was just kind of like on my computer when I got back to my dorm room Mm -hmm. and then it was always just like in this separate space but I think when social media came to the phone like it collapsed you know like the virtual and the real like that boundary didn't really exist anymore because we had our phones with us all the time um and you know I was definitely like a big part of that like working for Instagram Mm -hmm. Um, and I used I used uh Instagram a lot and part of the reason why I joined I wanted to join the company in the first place is because of um like beta testing the app before it even came out like I met a lot of people like a lot of people who I know who I'm still friends with today, like I met through like beta testing Instagram wow, in yeah. early 2010, San Francisco. Yeah. And so your background, like yeah, you you worked in the tech industry. Were you always interested in writing fiction or when did that come into your life? Yeah, I've always been interested in writing fiction. Like I've always wanted, you know, to be a writer. Um, and I actually, I, I was an English major mm. in college. Okay. Um, and kind of like, I just ended up getting a job at Facebook out of college. Like I had a friend who worked there and in customer support mm-hmm. and, um, ended up kind of like getting an interview and, and working there. But I always was kind of like, this is a project. Like, this is what I'm doing. This job is what I'm doing while I write. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And, you know, I was actually applying to MFA programs when, instagram launched wow and i joined as a contract worker um thought i could do that while i finished my mfa applications um and instagram kind of like kind of won out i think Mm -hmm. i think just like so chaotic and busy that um i did put my fiction aside for a little bit and um devoted you know a lot of my life to to instagram yeah yeah, I find that interesting because I feel you know, when I, you know, when your book first came across my desk or whatever, I was like, oh, this is like a tech guy turned writer. And like, that's just what I assume. Or like, you know, it happens a lot, like a lawyer who became a writer or who dabbled in fiction. But it's interesting to hear that it's always kind of been a part of your life. Um, you eventually did get an MFA from University of Arizona. How long like what what was the timeline how long were you at instagram when did you finally you know leave and and do the mfa yeah i was at instagram for 4 years so 2 years while we were independent 2 years while we were at facebook mm-hmm. um and i left in the summer of 2014 mm-hmm. traveled took a few trips and then 
worked on applied to Breadloaf, the writer's mm-hmm. conference, mm-hmm. and got in, went to Breadloaf and decided like I was kind of using Breadloaf as like a gauge of if I wanted to go yeah. to an MBA program. And um I decided I did. So I applied to grad school and um I think that was in 2015 that I applied to grad school and then I started in 2016. Um, So, yeah, and that was, you know, that was a big shift going Mm -hmm. from working in like the corporate tech world to uh, moving down to Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. I lived in Phoenix for a long time and uh, one of my best friends here in Denver actually grew up and lived in Tucson uh, randomly. Uh, So I talk about it a lot. yeah, I, what was that shift like? Not necessarily like lifestyle or anything, but like going from you know probably X amount of hours running around Instagram, Instagram, Instagram to uh, you have time to write. You know, what was how was that for your writing process? I mean, it was amazing. I loved it. Um, the when I first moved to Tucson, I met up with one of the grad students in in a cafe kind of near the university, and. I realized as I was meeting with her that I had this kind of like internal clock in my head that said when 30 minutes was up because I was so used to taking like 30 minute meetings and mm-hmm. uh, like corporate tech world. And I realized like at some point I was like, I don't think, I don't think we're leaving right now. She's <laughs> talking. We're going to keep talking about fiction and writing and books. Mm-hmm. And um, that was like, a big moment for me because <laughs> I realized that I was going to have time to do this and to be surrounded by people who actually cared about books and writing. Yeah. Was please report your bug here. Like, was it around at that time? Like when you first moved down to Tucson, where it was this idea already kind of percolating or did it come out of the MFA program? I knew I wanted to write a novel and that was a big reason why I wanted to go to grad school. Cause I'd try, like, I mean, in my 20s like I'd written a couple of different novels that just mm-hmm. kind of nowhere and like usually I'd find myself like at a halfway point of a manuscript I just not really know where to take it or what was happening <laughs> um and so I thought grad school might be a good place to go to have learned from people who've done that before um but I hadn't started writing this novel yet I started writing please report your bug here in like the summer before my second and final mm-hmm. year of grad school. Um, and I was kind of like, honestly, I was just kind of like missing San Francisco yeah. and also reflecting. On, I was like, I just turned 30, I think when I started grad school and I was reflecting on my twenties and just kind of like trying to figure out how that all happened basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I started writing, um, the first chapter, like the first couple of pages of please report your bug here are pretty much the same as when I wrote them in 2016. I love to hear that. I love to get into craft questions and, and, and editing and what, what be, so that was, that was fairly easy, the idea. And did you know where like the story was going to go or did you kind of just follow, follow it and just let it, let it unfold naturally? Yeah, I kind of followed it and like followed the voice of the narrator. Um, but I think I had a really strong sense of place, and like setting, you know, like yeah, 2010 San Francisco, mm-hmm. something with tech startups and I, the acquisition element too, I knew 
was going to be a big part because I'd been part of a like two a- acquisitions, mm-hmm. uh, both companies bought by Facebook. <laughs> um, so I knew that just kind of like trying to capture what that experience was like um, was going to be a part of it. But I had no idea like the sort of like speculative bent it took. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and that that part of it, um like you know it's in it's in a lot of like the copy of explaining what the book is the publicity copy but i still like wasn't ready for like i I called it a wild ride earlier was it easy to just like go down that route or did you find yourself like going too far speculative or not enough like was it pretty easy to find that niche line of where it is now yeah that's a really good question because i think there's like a combination of like whenever i write i I mean, I think of the book in the at least the first. A lot of it's like pretty realist, you know. Mm-hmm. Like a yeah. lot of it, like this is San Francisco. This is what it's like to work at these startups and corporations. Um, but then, just like for whatever reason, like naturally, like I just like veer into fiction. Like it always ends up like having some kind of a twist. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a lot of the. Um, so that comes naturally but then after i'd sold the book i think mm-hmm. sort of like more of the like um like tightening plot elements and pacing was like a big part of revision for me yeah yeah what did that look like for you was it yeah i'll leave that pretty open ended what what did cuz i love revision and and i just tell me about it <laughs> yeah well the book's kind of organized in these short really short chapters mm-hmm. Um, and so that it was always that way. Um, but I think after I sold the book, my editor, Ruby Rose Lee, she kind of like sat me down and we talked about Paced and kind of like the overall structure of the novel. And I'd say like the 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 story itself doesn't really change that much, but there were some of those short chapters where you're like, oh, let's cut this one or let's move this one back here. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of kind of like, um, yeah, a lot of cut, like a lot of cutting, yeah. a lot of rearranging in those short chapters. Yeah, pace is super important to me when reading, and I think the reason I keep calling it like a a thriller in some ways is is the shorter chapter. I, I also like fragmented chapters where it's just like paragraph after paragraph is a whole different thing, and it really just made me feel like you you said this is really what San Francisco is like in 2010 but it really made me feel like this is like a fantastical world all around even though i know that's like what the tech world was like it just really felt like i was transported to a different world almost um did you did you lean into a lot of like um stories that had happened to you or like that you had heard of when writing this uh yes um and i yeah I, i'm i'm glad that you felt like you were kind of transported to another yeah. world or alter like uh matthew baker read the book early the writer matthew baker and mm-hmm. he described it as kind of like taking place in an alternate dimension yeah. Yeah. Universe, san francisco and i think that's true like there's a lot of there's a lot of um you know, real world 2010 San Francisco in the book, but there's also a lot of things that are clearly made up. Yeah. Um, so, 
Yeah, I think I forget what your question oh, is. Oh, and then yeah, <laughs> and then um, but did you, like did you pull from a lot of like I'm sure there's a lot of stories that had happened to you and your friends in 2010, mm-hmm. early tw- uh, 2010 San Francisco. Did you pull a lot from that, or was this like how, like how did you come up with some of these ideas? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like. I definitely pulled from a lot of my experiences mm-hmm. and a lot of what um, my friends had been through too. And that, that was important to me because, you know, a lot of my friends, I know a lot of people who founded companies, but a lot of my friends are employees or like tech workers, you know, like they're not people who are getting, um, you know, these like in-depth profiles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about them. So I wanted to capture that experience of what it's like for the tech worker. Um and so a lot of my friends like my own experiences helped there like there's one scene where um ethan the main character goes in to have dinner with the founder of his startup who's just called the founder in the book and it takes place in millennium tower which is not the biggest building in san francisco anymore but in 2010 it kind of was like this bright Mm -hmm. new shiny Mm -hmm. thing it was like like walking into that building was like walking into an another world you (laughs) have kind of like old school san francisco and then like this bright new shiny building that you walk into and um just kind of like little like experiences like that that i've collected over the years i wanted to put into this book yeah yeah i've been to san francisco once and i think it was or maybe a few times anyway but it was definitely after 2010 after like the tech blow up and it was it it feels magical. Like everyone talks about New York as being like this magical, like metropolis, but San Francisco, there's something like there's energy in the air, even, you know, far away from like the Silicon Valley, obviously. And it's like, yeah, I'm just rambling about cities. I yeah. <laughs> no, I really love it here. I mean, that's how I felt like, you know, I'm in San Francisco now, but mm-hmm. when, most of the time I was writing the book, I was away. Yeah. And I did find myself missing it. And it just has this, like, you know, it's, on you know it it's on the water it's on the bay and Mm -hmm. pacific and just like the air has this distinctive feel to it there's all this green space but then there's also you know these buildings where new technology is being made yeah i don't know i'm just fascinated by that and speaking of new technology i'm curious like where like kind of going back to your your roots of working for social media where do you think it goes from here in general? Like uh, there's social media has been in the news a lot lately, but like, is there a next evolution? Oh, that's a great question, Adam. And I don't know if I sure really have the answer, but it's funny because I feel I feel so like, you know, I still read a lot about tech and I have a lot of friends who work in the industry, but it feels so different to me than and this is probably just my own experience, like not working in the industry anymore. But whenever I moved here, I moved here in 2007 to Palo Alto to work at Facebook. And it did have, Facebook wasn't a public company yet. You know, mm-hmm. like it had this very, and I moved from Portland, Oregon, which had mm-hmm. this very DIY yeah. culture. And I felt like San Francisco tech was kind of like that. And I'm sure that exists still, and I'm just not a part of it today, but now like all these bigger companies like public companies have moved into san francisco like they're in high rises downtown Mm -hmm. and um it has a different feel to it um but i don't know i mean i feel like 
I'm I'm really curious to see where social media just kind of like this. I like whenever I was at Instagram, the idea like content creators were a big thing, you know, and that's still very much the case. But I think it's just kind of like um, pitched differently. Like I just joined Substack, and I have friends who work at Substack, but I'm still wary of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this is how I feel. I think about technology in general. I think yeah. there's like a lot of good things that come from it. And like, I'll sign up for Substack and I have follow a lot of great newsletters, subscribe to a lot of great newsletters, but um, you know, there's like, there's still kind of like business motives behind that. And yeah. they need to capitalize on the content that we're creating in some way to be successful. Yeah. I, I, as someone who uses a lot of technology and social media, I still don't understand like anything about it. Like, and obviously advertisements, but it's like, it just blows my mind that someone's like, Hey, let's just have someone, millions of people say their thoughts in 140 characters and that's like that's a business idea and i'm like how is it a business idea but i'm sure obviously it is and it's it's interesting because like i think this is another thing about setting the book in 2010 is like there were definitely critics of technology in 2010 but kind of like living in san francisco i felt like there was a lot more optimism around you know social media around technology in general And I think it's, it's, I think it's a good thing that the general, it seems like the general public is a lot more informed about how these companies work. And like, maybe you're like, oh yeah, they collect data about me and I don't really care. Like that's fine too. Um, But I think it's good to just understand, like, these aren't just kind of like fun things. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so funny. And like, or not funny. It's, it's something. Um, and I, just even with technology, I'm thinking about like we're using Zoom right now to chat. And like three years ago, before the pandemic, it was like I use Skype to like talk to people still. Mm-hmm. It's just the world changes so rapidly with like what we're using and how we're using things. And yeah, that's what mind. I think, you know, like 10, 2010 is only 12 or 13 years ago. And but it feels like this micro, like in my novel, I'm like, I kind of want to capture this micro era because mm-hmm. it feels almost like this historical period that I'm capturing. Yeah. Because things change so fast. Like, I think San Francisco as a city changes so fast. And, uh, you know, obviously technology does too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're back in San Francisco, kind of where it all started for you. Um, your book's coming out. It'll be out when this podcast is out where do you go from here more writing back to tech what's what's the next few years kind of look like for you or want you that you want it to look like Mm -hmm. yeah i'm definitely um more writing um i'm working on you know a couple other projects now i'm Mm -hmm. i had actually written a draft of a novel before this one sold that i'm revisiting now um and I'm trying to teach myself how to um, write a screenplay. Nice. Yeah. So. That's fun and exciting. And do you have time to like read? Or is there anything that you've been reading that's on your radar that you want to read coming up or in the past year? Um, lately, I've read, like, recently I read, I read Gina Chung's book, Sea Change, which mm. is mm-hmm. out in March, um, which I really enjoyed. I read this book by an Oakland, a writer based in Oakland named William Brewer called mm. The Red Arrow, which is really cool. It was about, I think it's his debut novel. He's a poet. Um, 
I'm looking him up right now. Like time and psychedelics in the Bay Area. Um, and then, yeah, looking ahead, I'm, I mean, on my, I know Marissa Crane's book was on, um, an yes, that you I love on. Marissa Crane's book so much. Yeah. yeah, I haven't, I haven't read, I keep my exoskeletons to myself. Yeah, like, yeah. I like, I haven't read it yet, but I'm really excited. It comes out on the same day as my book. Thank you so much to Josh for joining the Day Beautiful podcast to chat about his book. Please report your bug here. You can find him on the internet at joshriedel.com, on Twitter at joshriedel. And he's just Josh at Instagram. He got that. Lucky him. You can find Day Beautiful at daybeautiful.net and at daybeautiful on all social media, including Instagram, where it all started for Josh. As always, I'm Adam. This is Day Beautiful, and you're all beautiful.